Hello and welcome to the Moving Curve. I'm Rukmini, a data journalist based in Chennai. Every night on this mini cast, I consider one question around the novel coronavirus epidemic in India. Tonight I'm considering this one. Can anyone who wants a test now get one in India? It's day 151 of the novel coronavirus epidemic in India and we are reporting 5,28,859 cases with 16,095 deaths. I should start by apologizing for the gap of the last few days on this podcast on account of some news reporting that I was doing that I should be able to share within a few days. As you know, I've been tracking the changes to India's testing strategy quite closely on this podcast. And at the beginning of this week, the Indian Council for Medical Research, which designs India's testing strategy, made a pretty big change. On June 23rd, the ICMR now recommended antigen and antibody tests for some groups of people beyond the existing guidelines for RT-PCR tests. I'll get to the differences in the types of tests in a minute. But given how narrowly defined India's testing criteria has always been with only small expansions every fortnight or month or so this change was reported as a big opening up before i did the research for this episode my impression was that at least on paper anyone with symptoms who wants to get tested could now get a test this is how the indian express reported it for example expanding ambit icmr says all symptomatic persons may be tested the tone of a lot of the news coverage came from this line in the icmr guidelines it is imperative that testing should be made widely available to all symptomatic individuals in every part of the country but will the new guidelines really translate into anyone who wants a test getting one After reading up and talking to people it seems to me that at best that might be the spirit of the new guidelines but it's not in the letter of it just yet The new guidelines lay out what sorts of groups should be getting what sorts of tests and why So first is the RT-PCR test which is universally described as the gold standard because it is the most reliable test This type of test is diagnostic and it searches for the presence of genetic material of the virus in a swab usually taken from the nose or throat. The downside is that it needs highly specialized lab equipment, trained staff, takes at least 4 to 5 hours for a result and is quite expensive with tests in private labs costing up to rupees 4500. All of this means that RT-PCR tests are far from universally available. In Uttar Pradesh, Supriya Sharma of Scroll reported that only 2 of the 17 districts in Eastern UP have a lab equipped to do RT-PCR tests. Supriya met a young migrant man who had been waiting in a quarantine center for 10 days for his test results. So primarily in districts without these machines, TrueNAT and CBNAT systems that are usually used to diagnose TB have been redeployed to test samples. In all, the ICMR has approved 1000 labs that conduct tests using either RT-PCR, TrueNAT or CBNAT machines, and the majority of them are in the public sector still. The current eligibility criteria to get a test from these systems is what the ICMR decided on May 18th, which is this. People with flu-like symptoms if they live within hotspots and containment zones or are contacts of confirmed cases or are health workers involved in covid work or are returning migrants can get a test. You can also get one of these tests if you don't have any symptoms only if you are the family member of a confirmed case. 
On the ground, of course, things are different. Twitter is awash with examples of people living in hotspot zones who report symptoms and seek a test but do not get one. What the new June 23rd guidelines do is they put in place a system for two additional types of tests to be conducted. The first is an antigen test, which also looks for the presence of the virus itself in a nasal swab, only it doesn't do this by trying to detect viral genetic material, but looks for evidence of the body's immune system responding to the presence of the virus. It's cheaper. Each test costs one-tenth the price of an RT-PCR test, meaning that it's less than 500 rupees to get tested. They're also quicker and do not need a specialized machine, but it still is a diagnostic tool, although much less sensitive than the RT-PCR test, so the risk of a false negative is much higher. The ICMR requires all negative antigen tests to be re-verified through an RT-PCR test. These are the tests that the government and the media have made it seem will be rolled out to anyone who wants one. And that might well happen, because I do truly believe governments do want to test as much as possible. I don't buy into the theory that governments that aren't testing as much are doing so because they want to hide the true numbers. When Delhi was testing too few people, for instance, an administration official told me how much they were struggling because not enough private labs had been approved. But you will never hear a state government admit that it doesn't have the manpower or money to test enough. So now that these antigen tests are going to be widely available, I do think governments have started rolling them out quite widely. But right now, on paper, even antigen tests aren't exactly available to everyone. The eligibility criteria for antigen testing are not actually that different from those that existed until now for RT-PCR tests. The June 23rd guidelines specifically say that antigen tests could be used for A. In hotspot zones for all people with flu-like symptoms and all asymptomatic direct contacts of a confirmed case if they have comorbidities and b. All people presenting with flu-like symptoms in a healthcare setting and asymptomatic people with other serious illnesses who are either hospitalized or seeking hospitalization or about to undergo a surgical procedure. So a is no different from the existing guidelines. In fact, by restricting the testing of asymptomatic direct contacts of a confirmed case to only people with comorbidities, It's actually more conservative than the existing testing strategy in that respect and brings to mind the recent controversy about Delhi further tightening its testing criteria. And then part B about healthcare settings. The existing guidelines already said that all hospitalized persons who develop flu-like symptoms should get tested. So the real expansion could be in two areas. One, when people come seeking hospitalization for other serious illnesses. If this works well, it would be a huge relief for people who are currently getting turned away from hospitals if they aren't able to produce a COVID-negative test, but don't qualify for a test under the eligibility criteria and so are really struggling. The second area within healthcare settings that there could be an expansion is if hospitals truly take the guidelines in their spirit when they say, All symptomatic influenza-like illness patients presenting in a healthcare setting and are suspected of having COVID-19 infection. Ideally, this should mean that if any person who suspects that she is sick shows up to a doctor or a hospital with symptoms, she should be given an antigen test right there. But again, the letter of the guidelines is not unambiguous, so we'll just have to see how it plays out on the ground. Finally, the new guidelines also suggest that antibody tests could be conducted on large groups of people like healthcare workers, media persons, hawkers and vendors, etc. 
Antibody tests are blood tests which measure if your body has antibodies to the virus. And as such, they can only tell you if you've been exposed to the virus, not if you are sick right now. They're not diagnostic, and so their use is largely for research. I'm glad testing is expanding, but I have two big concerns. One, as I've already said, is whether the guidelines will be followed in the spirit in which they are intended. The second is whether antigen tests are going to prove to be just too much work. Given their low sensitivity and high chance of false positives, a lot of antigen tests are going to come out negative and have to be conducted again in an RT-PCR lab. Writing for The Wire, the journalist Priyanka Pulla worked out that even if the prevalence of COVID-19 infections in a region is as high as 10% at any time, a test with 50% sensitivity and 99% specificity would yield a negative result up to 94% of the time. As per ICMR guidelines, she writes, all these people would have to be retested. In most settings, this would actually make it more expensive to do an antigen plus RT-PCR test regimen than if everyone just got an RT-PCR test in the first place. My bigger worry was data integrity. I already know that a significant percentage of the test results that the ICMR sends to state governments as positive cases for them to follow up have missing details. Wrong names, wrong addresses, wrong phone numbers. One advisor to the Delhi government called them his state's COVID ghosts. The thought of states having to follow all negative antigen tests and then match their RT-PCR results frankly worries me right now. It's progress, certainly. But I think I'm going to need to see one state pull off this new combination testing strategy well before I feel more confident about it. Thank you for listening. This episode was edited by Anand Krishnamurti. Tomorrow, a new question.